This is Civilly Speaking, brought to you by the Ohio Association for Justice. Hello, and welcome to Civilly Speaking, OAJ's monthly podcast on practical and timely legal issues. I'm your host, Sean Harris. Um, Our guest today is Eric Penn, uh, my good friend from Jacksonville, Texas. Uh, Eric is a plaintiff's lawyer. Uh, His practice is focused on trucking cases and product liability cases. And relevant to our discussion here today, Eric is a graduate of Jerry Spence's Trial Lawyer College in Wyoming. Uh, Eric Penn, it's our pleasure and thanks for being here today. Great to be here. Um, I know there's a lot of mystique when when you hear the name Jerry Spence and you hear Trial Lawyers College. Uh, How did you uh, hear about it? How did you get uh, into it? Why did you decide to go? Well, as far as how did I hear about it, um, I heard about it long before I went. I think probably all of us that do the work that we do at some point have heard of Spence and uh, the Trial Lawyers College. I went to my first event uh, back in 2010, early 2010, uh, and I was strongly encouraged to go by my good friend John Sloan in Longview, Texas, who is the current TLC president. Uh, he wasn't at the time. He was he was highly involved, I think, probably on the board even then, but um, he wasn't the president. But he encouraged me to go. I went. It was... Uh, Trailers College has these regionals they do, which are usually a Thursday through Sunday event. I think they do probably four a year regionally across the country. Uh, one happened to be in Texas, uh, so I went to that and had no intention of ever really doing this, but was so kind of uh, intrigued and struck, whatever the right terms are, by the experience that uh, I immediately put in my application for the three-week college, got accepted, and then went in the summer of 2010. So that's how I heard of it and, and how I got involved with Trailers College. And I will tell you, uh, when I went, I had a perception what it would be, what I was supposed to be, and, and talk to us about who are um, good candidates to go. Do you, for example... Do you have to be a 30-year experienced litigator to go and get anything out of it? Uh, no. And, and back to kind of just the first premise of your question, you know, I actually, I don't know if this is good, bad, interesting, whatever, but went into my first Trailers College event pretty free of perceptions. Uh, I'd heard of you know, of course, Jerry and the college, but I didn't know a whole heck of a lot about it, and it was kind of a last-second thing for me. Uh, so I didn't have some hugely developed uh, sense of what to expect. Uh, as to the rest of your question, um, as to who the perfect candidate is, you absolutely do not have to be a 30-year lawyer. I was a 10-year lawyer when I went. Um I don't remember how many jury trials I had under my belt at that time, probably a dozen or so. Um, And there were people in my class, one of my good friends actually was probably a five or six year lawyer uh, at the time. So, uh, and then we had certainly the other end of the spectrum where we had 30 and 40 year lawyers over there too. Uh, 
so I, I, I'm sure that uh, if John Sloan or some of the others were talking to you, they could uh, give you some examples of the youngest trial lawyers that have attended. For me personally, um, I think a lawyer probably needs you know, three, four, five years under his belt and try to feed jury trials just to have some frame of reference. Uh, but after that, anybody that calls himself a trial lawyer that represents real people, whether it be personal injury lawyers or criminal defense lawyers, uh, are the perfect candidates. And I will tell you, that was one of the things, at least one of the myths in my mind that was kind of dispelled is that, um, as you say, if you're interested in uh, becoming a better lawyer, uh, if you're interested in becoming a better person, um, you don't have to have had, you know, 50, 60, 100 jury trials to benefit from the experience. Agreed completely. Before we get into some of the specifics, can you talk about just kind of the general philosophy or generalized approach of how um, TLC helps uh, helps you in your practice and what their approach is. I certainly can, and I want to. I want to have the caveat up front, um, uh, just so that all, all knows that I am far from uh, the perfect TLC. We, we of course use that as the, the abbreviation for Trial Lawyers College. The perfect TLC spokesman. Well, we there can are, disagree about that, but go ahead. Well, there, there's there are many others that. Uh, our own staff and greatly involved, uh, much more than I am. But uh, I'm who you've got today, so I'm gonna. <laughs> I'll do the best to answer your question. Um, the the general concept is uh, everything that we do and did at Trollers College is founded in and based upon using uh, psychodrama and psychodramatic techniques. Uh, and of course, going in, I had no idea what in the world that meant. Uh, now I have a much more profound understanding of that. Trial Lawyers College uses trained, licensed, experienced psychodramatists to come in and facilitate what we're doing. I, I usually tell people it's a month. It's actually, I think, 23 days or so, um, broken into three-week periods. Uh, and about the first four days or so of the first week, you're broken up into four groups of about, I think there were probably 15 of us, students and staff included. Uh, and it's what they call small group intensive personal psychodrama. Uh, and Sean, you and I experienced it a little bit on a, on a smaller scale in, in terms of days with the Trollers College event you and I were at. And actually, um, you had, we were in the group with Don Clarkson, who was my uh, psychodramatist at the big college, too. I'm biased because of that, but I think Don's just the absolute best at what he does and what they do. Uh, but the whole point, I mean, there's lots of points, but the, if you boil it down, the point of doing that up front is to work on us as people uh, to, so we can understand ourselves better. Uh, that we can understand our stories better, that we can see that uh, whatever somebody else's story, uh, you know, the individual components of, of somebody else's story they may have, even though we might not have anywhere near the same exact experience, we have all experienced the same or similar emotions um, in our lives. 
And so that was a critical part of it. But then even in the grand scheme of things bigger than that, uh, the techniques that we use in those uh, psychodramas uh, are teaching us how to use the psychodramatic techniques, which we then kind of use the foundation of everything else that you learn at Trollers College. So when you're learning kind of specific techniques to do a direct w of a witness that's, that's a bit different than what you've always done, you are using the psychodramatic techniques that we all learned in our personal psychodrama groups. So again, kind of back to the big picture, um, everything that Trollers College does in one way or the other uses the psychodramas and those techniques as a foundation for what the then uh, Jerry's taught us to kind of uniquely apply that to our practice. You've been talking about it, and I want to make sure, because it's a mouthful, when you say psychodrama, what are you talking about? Well, that's, that's a question that I'm not sure I'm qualified to answer, but um, uh, in layman's terms, my interpretation of what in the world is a psychodrama, uh, it's where a psychodramatist comes in and uh, explores with a protagonist, the person that's the subject of the psychodrama, in a group setting, something about their past, some experience that they've uh, lived through that's, that's influenced who they are uh, as a person. Uh, and um, again, it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not qualified to answer that question, but that's the best description I can give you from a layman's perspective. Now, I'm, I must have been absent the day in law school when they taught psychodramas. Um, but uh, so what does that have to do with being a lawyer and, and, and representing your client? Yeah, I was, I was out that day, too, or that week, whatever it was. Um, you know, what does it have to do with being a lawyer? Uh, the first thing it does is it, it, it helps you be a better person. You know, I'd heard people say that before I went. Um, it sounded a bit cheesy to me. Uh, I didn't really understand what it meant. After going uh, and experiencing myself, I have a much more profound understanding of what it means. Uh, the term they use there is that, that you got to work on the horse first, uh, meaning yourself. And so it truly does um, help you understand, you know, what your strengths and weaknesses are, uh, what your unique experiences are and how they've affected you as a person. The best example I can give you uh, as far as uh, effects it has on me as, as a person is my wife. And so you can imagine everybody that signs up to go to this thing. It's a <clears throat> close to a month obligation. We've got three kids now. When I went, I had two. They were two and a half and six months old. It was quite the ordeal on my wife for me to be gone for that period of time with two young kids at the house. Uh, but, but I'm lucky she's supportive and I went. Uh, after I got back, she noticed a change in me. And now what happens is I've been back to the ranch two or three times since I went to the college. Um, and every now and then when I do something I'm not supposed to, we get into an argument, whatever, uh, my wife will spontaneously bust out with, uh, you need to get back to the ranch. <laughs> and what she means by that is that she recognizes that I personally get a benefit and it spills over into everybody, uh, you know, that I interact with.
was certainly her included, and she reminds me of that, that, that I get that benefit and maybe it's time to go back and recharge a bit. One of my impressions or my understanding of part of the teaching is, that I think what you've been saying is, in order to, to represent your client and to know your client, first you have to know who you are. Is that accurate? That is absolutely accurate. You, you have to have an understanding of the type of person you are. Again, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What makes you tick? What uh, is in your background that uh, you know may have been an obstacle? Maybe it continues to be an obstacle. You have to understand that and be aware of that to work around it and to improve the situation. All of those issues, um, I think, and Trellers College would tell you, are extremely important uh, to have as best an understanding you can so that you can then understand your client. Uh, at, at the end of the day, um, obviously we are all storytellers and we are our client storytellers. And to be able to accurately tell our client's story, we have to understand their story. Uh, and Trial Lawyers College will tell you, and I agree, that to understand your client's story fully, you have to first understand yours, and that's 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 a, one of the foundational concepts. Now we've talked a little bit about um, the lawyers who go uh, going through a personal psychodrama, and then another component or or the application to our cases is the idea of reversing roles, right? Of standing in the shoes of another person uh, to really understand what they have been through and what they continue to go through. Definitely. That is one of the, you know, Jerry, I remember uh, at one point, probably towards the end of our college, uh, made the, the statement that, look, we work on a lot here. Everybody's going to take a little bit different piece home with them. But from my standpoint, if there's one thing, if you only could take one thing uh, away from this experience, I want you to be able to reverse roles in your life. And, uh, you know, Jerry said, and I think, uh, you know, he would tell you he uses it in every aspect, whether it be reversing roles with a clerk at the gas station to understand what her, you know, perspective must be like, when it comes to our practice, reversing roles with your staff, understanding their perspective, uh, reversing roles with the judge in a case, reversing roles with the other lawyer in a case, reversing roles with the witness, whether it be your client, an opposing uh, witness, etc., that he felt that strongly that that if you could only take one skill away, that's the one he'd want you to take. Again, one of the foundational things that you learn and work with uh, at Trial Lawyers College. So we've talked kind of generally about the philosophy and, and the application. How do you use these things day to day in your practice? Well, and so like I said, if you ask 10 other TLC grads that same question, you're going to get a variation or 10 different variations of that answer because we all, I think, take different pieces that we relate to and that we're able to use. But to your question for me, um, I'd say there's a list of three or four things. And at the very top, um, I use, the stuff I use from Trellers College uh, almost in every case is uh, preparing a client for their testimony. 
Uh, and so, you know, I don't know what, we all know generally what the statistics are. Uh, that generally means a deposition. Every single case we have, um, our clients are deposed. The, the smaller minority that go to trial, we then use the same uh, stuff to prepare them for our trial testimony. Um, but the concept of going through and having the client go through uh, work with the psychodramatist and personal psychodramas is so important to me and now my practice that was, of course, completely not there before I went to trial large college. Uh, that that's easy for me to answer as the single most important component that I've used and continue to utilize in my practice since since I went to the ranch. Well, and tell us more about that. What do you mean when you when you sit down to prepare uh, uh, a client for usually a deposition? How does that go? Well, so let's take uh, what we all wish all of our cases were uh, all the time, and that's the big case. Um, in a big case, you've got more leeway with your budget and how much you can spend in expenses. And so in those cases, uh, at least so far, I try not to, we all try not to deal in absolutes, but 100% uh, of the time, I bring in one of the trained psychodramatists to work with my client to, or clients to prepare them for their deposition or trial testimony as the case may be. So we'll have, you know, at least one full day, sometimes more if the case and clients require it set aside where we bring in the psychodramatist to kind of run the show and they go through the exercise with, uh, with the clients. Of course, we're in there as the lawyers. We try to have a group. I personally like a group of at least 10, probably 15 to max. Uh, somewhere in that range to work, and those are usually, uh, I get my staff to participate, uh, I have other friends and colleagues that uh, are familiar with TLC that will come and we, we voluntarily help each other out and spend time working on each other's cases. And then undoubtedly, um, we have other people that we ask to come participate that have never done it before, and I've even started having... Uh, in the right case with the right experts, having the experts come in and participate uh, in those sessions, which is, uh, I think, I think a really unique twist that, that's going to be helpful to them and us ultimately. So we, 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 we go through and have the psychodramatist lead a psychodramatic you know, session with the clients, and, and the benefits are enormous, but you kind of break it down into two categories in my mind at least. One, like we talked about earlier, to be able to tell our client's story to 12 strangers, we have to intimately know it ourselves. And after my client has gone through a full day or more of this psychodrama, um, I can promise you I am in a much, much greater position to understand my client's story and then be able to convey it to the 12 strangers in the box. Uh, I don't care how many times you have the interview session across the desk or on the couches in the conference room or whatever setting, um, once you do the psychodrama, you will learn things that you did not know before every single time. Uh, that's been my experience. And so it's greatly helpful to us as the lawyers to have the benefit of going through that process just so we understand our client's story. From the client's perspective, um, it gets them, in my experience, 
in the absolute best possible position to then accurately answer questions in either their deposition or their trial testimony uh, about the things that we know that they're going to be asked about. So, you know, from my perspective, the, the easiest calls on which cases do we do the full-blown psychodramas are absolutely ones that have any kind of liability uh, question in the facts. Uh, because if there's liability issues, we all know it's going to be critical uh, that the clients get as accurate as they can the facts of how something happened. Uh, and they, in my experience, are just going to be in the absolute best position to give those liability facts because usually, or not usually, uh, 100% of the time, one of the components we work into into the personal psychodrama is a reenactment of the event. And so, uh, you know, this has usually happened in a day or two before their deposition, they have literally just gone back and relived this event that may have happened a year or two or you know more before, and after the psychodrama, they are in such a better position to supply those detailed answers in response to the questions that you know are coming uh, than if you hadn't have done that. Uh, and then they also get the emotional release and benefit of going through uh, and talking about all the, the tragic damages that, that either them or their loved one has suffered. Um, and it's, I'll tell you this, it's an interesting kind of observation from my standpoint, whether it be us as Trollers College grads, friends of mine, uh, or clients. I, don't, I literally think I'm batting a thousand with the people that were the subject of the psychodramas uh, after they go through it to a man tell me that they got the best night of sleep they've ever had in their life the night after it happened. Uh, and so I'm not qualified to fully analyze, you know, what the psychological benefit they get from it is, but I can tell you that they get a benefit from it in addition to all the things we just talked about that help us with the case specifics. For no other reason, what better way to refre refresh their recollection than to have them relive it? There is no better way. That is exactly right. That's why I'm a firm believer it's so critical to do it. Again, I do it in all cases, but certainly in, in you know, cases that have liability issues that are important. Uh, I've, unfortunately, I've seen this, and it's, I've vowed to never let it happen to me um, again, but I've seen cases where lawyers do the full workup in trial prep, whether it be doing a TLC workup or uh, you know, whatever else they use, and the client all of a sudden has a better understanding, remembrance, whatever the right term is, of, of how the incident happened, uh, but unfortunately they didn't go through that same full workup before their deposition. And now you got to kind of have them prep to fend off the inevitable questions of, well, hang on, when I took your deposition a year ago, you didn't tell me all these details that you're telling us now in response to your lawyer's questions. Can you explain to the jury why that is? I don't want to ever have that happen to me. And so that's just one of the, the many reasons I'm such a big believer that the workup needs to happen before the depot uh, and trial testimony, not just before trial. Well, and this is interesting. You, obviously, you've talked about the, the larger cases where it's going to warrant bringing in specialist to help out are there are there ways you can use these same uh, strategies in in a case that's not so large well there are and and it's you know it's a different scale uh, but the short answer is I do those myself um, and the the 
the thought process is I'm certainly no trained psychodramatist, never will be, uh, but I'm better than nothing. And on the smaller cases that just economically don't justify bringing in uh, the real guys, then I'm, uh, I feel competent enough to do a smaller workup myself. I'll usually uh, have a member of my staff or two that will participate. We don't go as long. Uh, if the client's got a spouse, I think it's usually, depending on their relationship, uh, usually helpful to have the spouse participate too. But, you know, just spending two or three hours uh, working through stuff uh, and usually including going back and doing what we would call a present tense reenactment of the event uh, serves a lot of the same purposes. Again, smaller scale, but the case is on a smaller scale. Um, so that's that's my personal solution to uh, hopefully trying to get some of the benefit without um, having to incur the expense on a case that can't afford it of bringing in the big guys. And I would imagine, too, not only, like we've talked about, not only is it... Uh helping the memory of the client so that they're accurate during their testimony. But I would imagine, too, for the lawyer who's observing or participating that you probably, <laughs> we all like to think that we do very thorough uh, intakes, right, at the beginning, but you're probably learning a heck of a lot about your client. 100% of the time, that's my experience. Uh, that That is so accurate. Again, that we could whether we take the greatest in tank in the world or, you know, five more after the initial one, you just do not get uh, the same level of, of understanding in a setting where you're sitting, you know, across from the desk or across from the table and asking questions and the person is just answering. Uh, above, it's above my pay grade to explain the psychology behind it, but I can simply say that there are some barriers to a uh, traditional question-answer session that you just can't get to the or get through or get around uh, like you can using psychodramas and, and some of these psychodramatic techniques. And uh, your premise of the question, the premise of your question, is just 100% accurate in my experience. That I always learn uh, things that I didn't know and would not have gotten, uh, you know, to or, or made aware of. Uh, if we hadn't done the psychodrama. Well, Eric Penn, it's been uh, a lot of fun. Thank you for uh, joining us here on Civilly Speaking. We appreciate it very much. I enjoyed it very much, Sean. Thanks for having me.